Welcome to the Warrior Way podcast, where we talk about all things Liberty Christian School. I'm your host for today, Johnny Isom. I'm the director of alumni relations, and I'm so glad you are joining us for today's show. Today is episode 21, and we will be visiting with our 2023 Distinguished Alumni Achievement Award winner, Ashley Ross. Ashley is joining us over Zoom from Thailand, and with that, let's get into today's conversation. Hey, Ashley, how are you doing today? Doing great. Good, good. Well, this is Ashley Ross. She's our 2023 Distinguished Alumni Achievement Award winner. How does that sound? Sounds great to me. I'm very honored and happy to receive this amazing award. I appreciate you all considering me. This is great. Well, it's it's definitely well, well deserved. I mean, it, it's just amazing kind of what you've done since walking the halls of liberty. And we're just super proud of you. We do want to just talk a little bit about your time on our campus, even though it wasn't the Argyle location, because you were actually at the Denton location. So kind of tell us about um, kind of your your experience, your your kind of time at Liberty Christian School. I went to Liberty in sixth grade. So I transferred from a public school in South Lake, and it was super impactful in my life. Honestly, I would have called myself a Christian at that time, but I can remember in sixth grade, the first impression of, wow, something is, these teachers are different. The people are different. They really care. Like they are really interested and want to invest in me. And that just was so different. And so I could tell just the culture of that place. When I called myself, a, like I said, I would have called myself a Christian, but That was the first time I saw it being played out by teachers and coaches and adults in my life. That was just really um, pivotal for me. And so I went to Liberty from then on all my junior high days and ended up graduating there in 04. Yes. And actually, when I arrived to Liberty, uh, I think you were I guess you were maybe a junior or sophomore. But uh, we talked about it briefly, but really we're an incredible basketball player. Um, I remember probably one of the best high school basketball girl players I've ever seen. Um, Just really dominated in a lot of ways. So just talk to us. I know you played basketball, but what other things and activities were you involved in while you were at Liberty? Your kind words. Yes, basketball was my favorite. I also played volleyball, which I loved. Um, Have a great memories from volleyball. I ran track on and off. Um, played a little you had tennis, to run so... track. like you had to run track back then. Everybody, yes, <laughs> yes. In fact, tennis came along because I'm like, I gotta get out of that off season, and so we're gonna play tennis. And I ended up having an awesome uh shout out to Stephanie Beeler because we were tennis partners and we had a really great time. Other than that, I was in the National Honor Society and I went on the mission trips on spring break each year. And so I was involved in things like that as well, the different Bible studies that that were started. So yeah, a lot, mainly sports, but yeah. uh, a few other things I dabbled in. Key club, I think, you know, some of those <laughs> different clubs I was involved in as well. Well, it, it's still a huge sell for our families just when they come and visit. If the brand new families, we just tell them like, really, if a, if a young person has something on their heart, then you can probably do it at Liberty. Like it's just the numbers aren't so overwhelming that you can't, you can cross off. uh, You don't have to cross off dreams. Like, so our kids can come, they can come into our hallways and really dream about doing anything, which is really cool. Is there anyone that stands out um, when you look, think back about your time at Liberty? Does any uh, staff member 
that stand out as far as having a huge influence on your life? The biggest influence in my life, I believe, were my coaches. I mean, I had some phenomenal teachers, so I would say they are they as well. But I was able to be an athlete under Coach Young, and she was just tremendously. I know she's not there anymore, but she was tremendously influential in my life. Uh, Coach McCracken back in the day, yes. Um, And then Coach Roberts came into basketball my junior year, and she really helped take the program to the next level. And so all three of them, yes, because we were doing sports and they helped develop me as an athlete, Mm -hmm. but their care and intentionality about my discipleship process and my holistic, you know, they wanted me to be walking with Jesus just as much as they wanted me to perform on the basketball court. And so that was hugely influential to me. And I can remember just them being really key role models, as I talked about, you know, and they were very open and approachable to talk about the different issues or things that were going on. I really am grateful to their investment in my life. For sure. It's it's amazing just the role a coach plays in a young person's life. It's just really cool. Just the impact that you can have. Or, uh, what about um, some of your friends and stuff? Are you able to stay connected? I know, um, as we'll get into a little bit later on, you're kind of uh, international, Ashley, now. So are you able to stay yes. connected? That is a great question. Praise God for technology where we can stay connected, but <laughs> proximity right. does pose quite a few issues. Um, We've lived the past decade, well, even more now, I guess, 12 years overseas. So for a while, we were in Central America and Honduras. And so at least time zones and things were kind of the same. So we kept up on social media. I have friends from Liberty that, yeah, like lifelong friends, the kind of friends you drop in a room. Yes, we haven't seen each other for five, 10 years, but we would pick up right where we left off. And then now being in Thailand, there's even more distance. But like I said, those same handful of friends, I got, you know, Shannon Wills, her and her family are in Austin now. I know Alexis is, uh, Arrington is there in Denton. And so there's a few friends like that, that, like I said, I, I have no doubt that if we were put in the same room, we would pick up right where we left off. But yes, being far away does make it difficult to keep in touch. Oh yeah. And that's, and we probably didn't, get into what well, we haven't got into it but just it's 10 o'clock we started this meeting zoom meeting at 10 o'clock where i'm at and it's 10 a.m the next day where you are uh just so we could t- make this work so that's that's uh that's neat to me yeah so you leave liberty and kind of what what's your path that what's the journey that that starts after liberty christian school so i graduated from liberty in 2004 and studied at the university of oklahoma Go Sooners and um, graduated there in December. Uh, I graduated about three and a half years. So a little bit early. I graduated in December and then got married. Good for you. And yeah, married in January that next year. So I was eager to get married at that point. And fun fact, I married, my husband is Justin Ross, who used to help lead trips on Liberty Mission trips during spring break. So um, that's originally actually where we met my senior year. He was leading that trip. So we established a friendship. And then several years later, once I was in college, we started dating and then got married in January of 08. And it wasn't long after that, we were working jobs we loved. We were living in Kentucky at the time. I started my master's in counseling and I just didn't feel Pete, like it just wasn't right. And so I decided to put a pause on the program and 
start exploring and asking, okay, God, what's next for us? And like I said, we were both in jobs we loved. We had just bought a house. We just bought a golden retriever. We had the whole, you know, American dream working, minus the white picket fence. But we, we had what we wanted. But then the Lord just really showed us that we were actually at a sermon at a church service. And I don't remember anything else the pastor said, but one of his challenges was some of you need to rethink what you're doing with your life. Wow. And literally it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't crazy, but we left church that day. And my husband said, I think it's time we need to move overseas and invest in missions full time. And I was kind of like, okay, let's do it. Where do we go to lunch? We'll talk it out. Yes. It was literally that non-dramatic. Now we both had a heart for missions. We had spent lots of short-term times or even summers overseas, but our heart was really burdened for not the short-term, but investing in long-term ministry and going and staying and being in a place. A wise pastor told me it all starts with incarnation. You know, Jesus came to be with us and among us. And so we really felt this calling. We need to go and be with a place. And so we didn't know at the time where that would be or what that would look like, but we had connected with some local pastors in Honduras. And so as we started praying, it was just more and more doors opened and more affirmation. Okay, Honduras is the place. And so we, in faith, just moved there. It was just Justin and I, we didn't have any nonprofit. We didn't have, we're just like two random people coming to serve under a local pastor and just see what was there for us. Wow! And so we knew, you know, one of my favorite writers is Blackaby who wrote like experiencing God and his whole philosophy is like, God's already at work. Like we're not taking anything or doing anything. He's already at work. So we were just going to join in on what he was already doing. And sure enough, there's so much need. And so we got connected with a little village. It was called a Bordos community along the river, very impoverished. Many of the women there were not educated. Many of the kids were not in school. And a lot of the dads were, they just weren't even around. So a lot of single moms or widows. And so we just started showing up. And every other week I led a women's discipleship group, which actually was more evangelical, but just kind of a Bible study talking about the truths of the Bible. And while I was with the women, you know, there's like 10 women that would show up, but like 30 kids, maybe 40 kids. So it was like, Justin, get these kids out of here. So these women can have a moment just to breathe and to hear God's word. And so he started taking them out to go play soccer. And the culture of this place was, it was gang run. It was a place where many of the young men, that's where they recruited for gangs because they were just desperate. They didn't have an education. There was no really other option. And so one of their tickets out of there was to join a gang, which obviously is not a great option, but they were desperate. And so the culture, to give you an idea, so Justin would take like a soccer ball to play with the kids, for instance, and they would end up, one kid would like run off and steal it. And there goes our soccer ball. So, okay, next week we'll bring some colored pencils and crayons. Literally, they take all the supply. I mean, it was rough. And I tell you that because how we've seen God transform that community has, I mean, it's miraculous. And so I'll fast forward. So we've been working there and in that specific community for about 13 years now. Um, So kind of nutshell version. After Justin and I went to Honduras, just like I said, initially, just he and I, and worked with that pastor. We were there for a year. And we realized people wanted to start supporting or coming to visit or even sending funds to 
fuel some of the projects that we were working on. And so we were like, we really need a nonprofit. So we did go back to the States for a couple of years and kind of got the bones of our organization. That's technically when Sparrow Missions was born, um, based off the verse in Luke, where it says... Uh, many sparrows are sold for two cents, yet not one is forgotten by God. Mm. And so this idea of taking hope, the people who feel forgotten, that nobody cares, they're poor, whatever reason, they feel forgotten. And so bringing that hope that they're not forgotten by God is kind of the whole basis of our ministry. And so, like I said, it just started with the simple women's discipleship group and a really chaotic kids group, if you could even call it that. Which now, like I said, over time and the good Lord doing his thing, one of the quickest things I realized was these women don't know how to read. So we got someone in there. How can we, how can we help? Well, let's teach them how to read and write. And then the next problem that presented itself, well, our kids aren't in school. Could you help us get our kids in school? So we started helping track down paperwork. We developed a sponsorship program where we could help some of those kids get into school. And ultimately, several years later, for the past six years, we've founded the Sparrow Academy, which is a excellent Christian education that kids specifically from this Bordeaux community, it's now called Rancho Bonito. So in Rancho Bonito, they are now being educated. And now it's, I mean, just the whole culture of the place has changed. And now some of those early ones have graduated high school. They're the first ones in their families to go to college. They're studying at university to be nurses, to be teachers. We have many that have been leaders that have raised up that are actually now running aspects of our ministry because we're no longer in Honduras. We felt like the Lord released us to expand and pioneer Sparrow Missions to, to Southeast Asia. And so we were able to leave it in the hands of very capable Honduran leaders, which is, a, I mean, I think that's the dream of every mission organization is to leave it with nationals. And so that's been a transition we've been going through the past year um, now that we are in Thailand, but it's just incredible, honestly. And, and we can take no credit, but we've been able to sit on the, you know, front row and watch all these amazing things that God, God has been doing in and among that people and that community. And it's, it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's a, it's an incredible story, just an obedience. And I'm sure there was times where you're just like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. And you just keep trusting that the doors are going to open that need to open. And I imagine it was, there was safety issues at time. It just, it's amazing kind of what you guys have done. Here's that we lived in Honduras. It was claimed the murder capital of the world. So yes, there is certainly, it doesn't have a great reputation for being a safe city, but you know, we love it. It's, it's become a home for us. For sure. And I also think like, like you were saying in your story early on, it it was just the impact that the mission trip had on your life, you know, and I think that's where our kids are currently right now. They're in Guatemala on a mission trip and you never know what young, young man, young lady, what kind of seed is planted and what they will do with that. Uh, as they kind of mature into the Christian that they're called to be. It's an incredible story. And I would definitely contribute that first taste, that first passion, that first flame of, man, I want to be involved in, in overseas missions to Liberty Trips. Honestly, I went my first year, freshman year, and it was life-changing. That was a really defining moment for me. Um, and then continued to be involved and it was actually on a short-term trip that Justin and I, we were we were leading a trip for a different organization. And this is after I'd already graduated. We were engaged, I believe, at the time. It just didn't sit well from us that as we're getting back on the van. Now, don't get me wrong. Fruit, like there was fruit on those trips. The, the gospel was shared. People came to know the Lord. Service projects. People were healed. Like great things happened. 
But we sat with this burden of after a, a pretty good altar call where people gave their life to the Lord, we leave a community celebrating like, yeah, we did it, you know, get back on the bus with this idea of well, what now? Who's going to follow up? Where's the discipleship? How do we connect these people? Or how do, how do they continue to learn about the word of God, especially when some of them, like I mentioned, can't even read. So what does that look like? And that is what really the Lord used to cause us to want to commit our lives to move overseas and just be there so that yes, great things happen, but we want short terms teams and we have short teams to come and visit in Honduras every summer, every you know, Christmas, different teams. We want teams to come visit us in Thailand. That would be amazing. But we want it to pour into this long-term ministry where there are people on the ground that are going to continue to disciple and educate and train. And so that's kind of our heart is stay in one place and watch how God does his thing. Well, I'm going to speak for the Liberty community or family and say, we're just tremendously proud of you just for all that you guys have done and are continuing to do uh, you know, uh, our mission is just about making Christ leaders that will impact the world for Christ. That's, and so you guys are doing that. So is there anything like our Liberty community could do to kind of assist in kind of your efforts? Good question. You know, if they want to stay connected, of course, we're on social medias and stuff. So some, you know, at times there's different projects and needs. Obviously prayer, we're in Thailand now and it is very different, like culturally, language. We're, we're very much in the learning stage where we're just trying to soak it all up and be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit about what connections are made and who, you know, where we should invest our time and things like that. And so I would love for, you know, anyone who's interested, feel free to reach out through like, just Feral Missions, like I said, on, you know, any of the channels of connecting and stay tuned because, yeah, there's different things that need to be, you know, di different fundraising needs and things like that. Obviously, prayer, everything needs to be grounded in prayer. So as often as you think, pray for us. Pray for the kids that go to Sparrow Academy. Pray that God would send awesome teachers to continue that mission. And then pray for what God has for us in Thailand. We don't know what it'll look like at the time. You know, we trust God does. And we are in, in Thailand just to... To make things clear, there is less than 1% Christian. It is a predominantly Buddhist mm. culture. I've ex personally experienced a lot of culture shock just realizing it's even in Honduras, they had more foundation of Catholic roots and things like that. Here, there's like no context for it. Wow. And it is, it is just a whole new thing. And so praying for wisdom, discernment, that God would open doors, that he would lead us to people of peace in some of these villages Praise God, there's already a pastor that my husband's working with as we're working on a church plant in a completely unreached people group. I mean, it's amazing. Um, they're animistic. So there's a lot of things that are we're learning and that are new to me about their different beliefs. And so just culturally relevant evangelism and what that looks like and asking God to show us and give us wisdom, you know. So that's how kind of long, sorry to make a long answer to your question, but how can Liberty be involved? Pray for us, please pray for us and then connect. You know, if you want to check it out, come on a trip or be in, be part of funding some of the projects that are already ongoing. Well, we're going to be praying for you for sure. And then we're, we're going to have your information where people can definitely check in and be able to uh, assist any way that they can. So we're just very proud of you. Thank you so much for saying that.
ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Here we're going to have our guests answer as many questions as possible in 30 seconds. Oh boy. Here we go. Ashley, are you ready? I think I am. Bring it on. Here we go. Okay. Greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan. Favorite cartoon you used to watch as a kid? Winnie the Pooh. Who makes you laugh? My two-year-old daughter, Abigail. At a wedding, hit the dance floor or eat the cake? Be dancing. <laughs> what do you think of when you hear the word Liberty Christian School? Happy, home, like that feels very familiar and it brings up good memories. I don't have one word for it, but good things. <laughs> All right, Ashley, if you could have uh, like a word of encouragement, a verse, or a, a final thought for our Liberty community, what would that be? I just want to encourage it, whoever's listening, all the students, just work hard and be open to what God has for you. And what I mean by that is I can remember being in Coach Fitz's Spanish class thinking, when am I ever going to use this? This is ridiculous because I was not good at it. Let me be clear. <laughs> and then sure enough, Several years later, the Lord calls us to a Spanish-speaking country. And man, I wish I paid more attention in that Spanish class. That's just a silly example. But my point is, God wants to use your gifts and talents to transform this world in some way. Um, so be open, asking the Holy Spirit, what's next for me? Not just what the world sees as success, but what does God want for me? And then develop those skills and talents. And, and I have no doubt that students coming out of Liberty will be world changers. And so just keep working hard, building strengths, and then knowing God will handle the rest. We don't have to have it all figured out. God will handle it. Um, most things I've been called to in my life, I have felt very unequipped or unprepared. And yet here I am keeping going. And I, you know, that's full credit to God. And so just be open for what God has for you. Ask him what he has for you. And I know who will honor that prayer. I want to thank our 2023 Distinguished Alumni Achievement Award winner, Ashley Davis-Ross, for being on the podcast today, along with Mr. Josh and Mr. Habern, for their behind-the-scenes support of the show. If you have any questions or comments for the show, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at mylcs.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Warrior Way podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you consume your podcast services. Until next time, go Warriors!